When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I thought we responded well. Obviously being down two in the first doesn't, it's not very good, but uh, I think we responded well. We had a bunch of chances and uh, made it close going into the third. And they scored one. We started to take chances and ended up in the back of our net. We're pretty good at times and, and we get sloppy at times. Um, you know, it's been the story of our year so far, so... Um, we need to find a way to put a full 60 together and, um, or else we're, we're going to be inconsistent like we are right now. Well, in the first head-to-head meeting of the regular season between the Blues and the Colorado Avalanche last night, the Avalanche take game one by a score of 4-1. to one. These two teams are going to see each other one week from Saturday night right back at Ball Arena, and the Blues will try to enact revenge. But before that, it'll be four straight home games for the Blues starting Friday night against the New Jersey Devils. Let's get into last night's game. The St. Louis Blues fall to the Avalanche in a game that was close until the third period. It was a 2-1 game going into the third period, but then the Avalanche exploded. Let's get you straight to the highlights. Happening. Back to the far side, Perico, wrist shot, hits the post. Swatting for the rebound was Thomas. It bounced over his stick. Long pass to Kyrie. Moves towards the front of the net. To the goal with it for Saad. And Shen driving the net. Shen gets a piece of it. And Rose Vidal will make his first save of the game. Puck goes to the far wing and Miles Wood will clear. Good job by Falk. With the puck stripped away, tried to center, broken up by Krug. And a second chance put to the goal. Bennington will make the save. <laughs> the blue line, Tucker, wrist shot, blocked far side to Letty. Into the corner it goes, shooting it from an angle. That's Hayes. The Avs will get it to the far wing. Cleared off the wall and out. That one sent ahead, and Colorado puts it in and scores. They got it up the far wing to the streaking. Into the net. That's 
Arturi Lekin, and he's going to go to the bench hunched over. Letty's going to lead the charge out of the zone. Get it over the line. They hit the trailer. Thomas, score! They broke it through. Robert Thomas, second of the year. 2-11 to go in the second period. The Blues are on the board. It's a 2-1 game in Denver. Comes back in front. And a Ranton in deflection, missed wide. Taves put it behind the net. Ranton in far wing. Quick pass in front. Lekin and tucks it in. Score. Blues got caught running around. Lost the guy. Tap in goal. And instead of a power play goal to tie it, they open up the period, allowing a goal. And it's 3 to 1, Colorado. 141 into the third period. <laughs> Shen on the back. Shen gets the puck point coming in hard after him. It's turned over to McKinnon. Wide open. Score, Byron. 12-1 to go in the third, and Byron had a wide open net. He makes it 4-1, Colorado, here in the third. <laughs> wide open, Lekin in on the far wing as he gets in front of him. He gets down low, tap shot, Boonington! A big save on the guard coming down the middle. Far wing, capping it on the backhand as Thomas slaps it through. Four seconds left, it's out of the zone, and that'll do it. A close one going into the third. But then the championship pedigree of the Avalanche took over, and it's a 4-1 final tonight. There were some positives, especially in the second period. The Blues entered the period down 2-0. They left the period down 2-1. Unfortunately, couldn't capitalize early in the third on the power play. Let's check in with Craig Berube and his thoughts on the game last night. Well, we made two bad puck decisions in the third period that cost us the game. That's basically what it boils down to. Lost our coverage on a third goal, <clears throat> chasing behind a net, but we could have moved that puck earlier and got out of there, and we didn't. And, and then the fourth goal, same thing. It was just a bad puck play, and it was in our net. You know, I thought our game was good up till then, first period too. You know, we gave up that first goal. We just got beat wide. I thought the second goal was a high stick, but whatever. Um, we're right in the game. We shot ourselves in the foot in the third. I didn't think our puck management was that bad tonight, except for a couple plays that cost us the game. You know, our power play didn't come through tonight. You know, we had opportunities on the PP. We didn't didn't capitalize. You know, we're just not not clean enough yet, and um, our shot quality is not great. I mean, you know, we had good opportunities, and we're just shooting it in the goalie's stomach and not really making good shots a lot of times. Let's get into the locker room and hear from Justin Falk. You know, I came in down to 2-0 after the first, although I think guys felt pretty good about our game. First 10 minutes were pretty good and um, slipped a little bit, but um, it's a tough place to, to come in and start in the first period, but uh, overall we, we thought we should stick to our game. Second period we thought we played well, got that one back late. Um, trying to get something going. Uh, obviously our power plays struggling a bit. Uh, I think we're getting some pretty good chances. We're just not putting it in. So uh, we had a chance there in the third to, to knock the game up there at 2-2, and uh, they took advantage after. They capitalized uh, on us, but um, then, you know, go down two again. Um, we just kind of started making mistakes. You can kind of see the air come out of us a little bit, and um, we, didn't, we didn't kind of get that extra push to to get ourselves back in the game after that, um, it's tough. It's we got to find ways through that. I know we're not scoring goals, and guys are maybe gripping a little bit, but um, we got to find ways to to get some leads here and, and be in these tight games. And, and uh, um, we're going to have to come back in, at nights, and um, that's nothing new in this league. And uh, we got to find ways to do it and uh, to be successful this year. On the 
power play looks like there was a lot of zone time tonight, but what's kind of missing to, to turn that into goals? Uh, to be honest, I think we're getting some good chances. I don't, uh, it's, it's tough to sit here and say that when we have one power play goal for the year. Um, but I, I, I don't, I, I believe in the group that's going out there, uh, the 10 guys that have been on it. Um, we're moving pucks, we're, we're getting chances, we just have to find ways to get in. And to be honest, when you're we're in a little bit of a slump like this, they're usually pretty greasy. Um, and look around the league, a lot of the power play goals this year have been kind of greasy, they're not too cute. Um, so we got to simplify, um, just keep directing pucks to the net, get traffic there. And I mean, honestly, go to the net, you get one off your house or something, and um, that might get the guys rolling a little bit more. From a team perspective, how do you guys try to find that consistency from game to game, period to period? Uh, you just work. I mean, it's it sounds so simple and um, seems like a little bit of a cliche thing, but um, I think you just work and you, you compete and uh, everything kind of falls into place. You can't can't overthink things. Um, if, you, if you start thinking about where you should be, what you need to do with the puck, whatever it is, uh, you end up slowing yourself down. Uh, you play a lazy game in a sense and uh, makes it tough. So you just it's as simple as it can be. You get back to the basics, work hard. Uh, show up every day with that work ethic and compete and uh, games, practice, whatever, and and uh, stuff falls into place. It doesn't always come right away. It doesn't always click, but uh, that has to be your foundation, and uh, if you have that, you give yourself a chance. Well, there you hear from the head coach. You hear from a couple of players. Now, doing the game last night for TNT, well, Darren Pang was between the benches. He's now broadcasting this season for the Chicago Blackhawks, also nationally for TNT, worked the game with Johnny Forslund. We caught up with Darren Pang. Here's his thoughts on the game, also a perspective on the game for Jordan Bennington. Well, well, I think number one, Curtis, being between the benches is, uh, you know, enthusiasm to begin the game, and, and like every Every time I do a game and it's, and it's Colorado, it's kind of the same thing from no matter what team, Curbs, to be honest with you. And you see it from up up uh, at your level. But, you know, once McCarr gets that puck and gets going out of his own zone, once McKinnon gets that puck and goes, all the plans that you have kind of go by the wayside because they're, they're just so fast and they just push you back off the line. So it's hard, I think, to maintain confidence against the team. And that's what I saw in the first period. And uh, then in the second period, whatever was said in that second period, things changed. Now all of a sudden it's a five-man unit. They're moving out of their own end. They look fast. They move the puck fast. So two different, really, teams, I thought, between the first period, the second period, and then between the second period and the third period. So obviously two periods won by Colorado and, and one period only won by the Blues. What did you see when you, you looked at Jordan Bennington's performance last night? Well, I, I was saying on the air that it, it's, it's hard to play against them. Like, you're thrown to the wolves. You, you, the D back up, the forwards back up, and then next thing you know, you've got, you know, a, a pass by, you know, let's say McKinnon to Byron Bowen, and then you've got, you know, you've got Rantanen in front of the net. So what I saw was many, many very good saves, like great A saves from him. And I actually thought that the quality of shots against Bennington versus the type of shots that the Blues had against Prostachov were, were two totally different types of shots. And, you know, one team... They, they get one-timers. They get you off your angles. They get you pushed back. And, and, and really, I thought the Blues, by and large, the shots were on the angles quite a bit. Goalie was able to come out and look big and, and take away the angle. So, overall, there's, there's no comparing the quality of shots. Uh, Bennington faced the most and uh, the most difficult ones, in my opinion. What did you see in the special teams battle in that game? Well, the power play, obviously, still needs to get to the middle of the ice. Uh, I mean, they, they had few chances to get back into it, including 
you know, a 2-1 hockey game in a minute and seven seconds to begin the third period. And um, like a lot of teams this time of year, that puck just keeps going on the outside and on the outside and on the outside. And there's no real threat to get that puck to the middle. And, you know, if you compare it, I mean, you can't compare it to Colorado because, the, I mean, the talent base there is incredible. But once McCarr brings that puck off the board, he either shoots the puck at the net where it creates a lot of trouble or he plays it to someone where there's a one-time play. So I, I just I just thought that it was a little stagnant and really pressing or forcing things when 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 there was no real fluidity to the power play. That's just my opinion. I didn't think it was it was enough to to offset the goaltender or the or the penalty kill. Yeah, getting your first real look up close at this Blues team this year from down at ice level. What did you see that from a team standpoint you see you saw something positive that can be built upon? Well, I mean, number one, you always know that there's going to be a, a grit factor there for the Blues. They're, you always know they're, they're going to give it everything they've got. And, um, you know, the, the coach, you know what, what happens. When, when Cheek, you, you bench a player, you're hoping for a big response. And, and i I got to be honest with you, I thought Verona was given every opportunity in a game in which he's been a healthy scratch, gets on the first power play, gets a lot of time right there. And that's what you're, you're looking for a response. And, you know, I, I think the number one thing is that the players that want to play have got to be the players that get on the ice and play no matter what style of play they are so um anyway i i guess i saw what i saw was i saw some spurts like i did last year you know between the benches and being with the blues for 14 years i I saw some really good things and then you saw some very inconsistent things and i guess what i would say quite clearly is the first and the third period were what we saw a lot last year and the second period was what you need how you need to play in order to get back into the playoff hunt would you say a big key to the St. Louis Blues team is something as simple as just cleaning up some of the passes and, and catching them clean to keep opportunities moving forward? Absolutely. I mean, that's the fundamentals of hockey. I mean, a big difference in this game, and you see it up up from the from the booth, which is a different angle than mine, but what I see down at ice level is crisp, flat passes with speed, putting it on the tape, executing with speed, and that's how you look fast. Like the second period, I thought the, the Blues did a great job from their own zone. They got it out. As a five-man unit, they, they move the puck quickly. Therefore, you look a little bit faster. So uh, yeah, there's no doubt that execution and, and just good passes is, is the only way to play in this league, and that's what exactly what the Colorado Avalanche do every night. Panger, it's great uh, catching up with you. Thrilled to see you in Denver. Uh, good luck this season on the call with the Chicago Blackhawks and also uh, another great season coming your way with TNT. We appreciate you, brother. Hey, Curbs, thanks very much. It was great having dinner with you in Denver too, pal. Well, great to hear Darren Pang's perspective. Now, how did Joe Vitale view the game in the booth? Here's the breakdown from Joe. Well, I think this was a Colorado team that won the first, lost the second, but then, of course, you lean on those veteran players, and that's where where these teams really kind of explode or don't. The veteran guys, the core guys, you need those players to show up in big moments like this and in big games like this. And I think you look at that third period, it was the Ranson and McKinnon and Lekkinen show. Uh, every time they were on the ice, they were generating chances. And I think clearly they were frustrated from the second period. The Blues did such a good job with that Thomas line, really neutralizing that top line. Uh, but you look at the Blues that lost the first. I think they won the second period. And then, of course, Colorado wins that third there was moments in this game, good moments in this game when the Blues could have taken off. A backdoor play in the first shift, right there on the doorstep for the captain misses. A post by Colton Pareko. Sammy Blay missed. And this is all when it's a 0-0 game curbs. 
So you could be up one, two, nothing early in this game against the backup goaltender who hasn't seen any action so far this year from the starting standpoint. But the Blues don't convert. They let Colorado hang around a little bit. The power play starts to come alive for Colorado, gets them some distance in this game. Uh, although a well-fought second period by St. Louis, I just think the, the Stars, as we watch down and look at the ice now, Miko Ranson getting interviewed, the Stars came to play. Miko Ranson has been an absolute pistol to deal with for the St. Louis Blues team, and he continues to pour it on. All right. Hey, the power play had a chance to make a, a difference, and this is probably, to me, the number one storyline of the game. In a game like this, and you're, you have an offense that's struggling five-on-five, five, a power play can really be a difference maker. It had opportunities to make a 2 nothing game 2-1. to one. It had opportunities to make a 2-1 game 2-2. Two, two. And it changes a different. And Mark Rycroft, who does the analyst work for the Colorado Avalanche, might have put it best. And this shows where the two teams are. The Blues, a team in transition. Colorado, a team, was still with cup aspirations this year. The difference is the Blues were staying alive with hope. Colorado was dealing with pressure. And unfortunately, the lack of power play success was unable to keep that pressure on Colorado. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at the third period, you know, Curbs, it's a situation where you're that close. It's a one-goal game. It's a one-shot game. You start the game, or start that period, rather, with the power play, right? You have a minute-plus of power play time to start the third on a clean sheet of ice. I mean, that's where the power play, going back to a couple years ago with the O'Reillys and the Perrons, it was a Vladimir Tarasenko shot from the outside that got you back in it. And that's what made the recipe so successful a couple years ago when this team really played such a tight defensive style where they were a heavy forechecking team. So the idea of this style that they feel like they have to move forward with is to continue to defend and be hard in your own zone. You're going to lack five-on-five offense, but this is where the where the area for it to really convert and take advantage of your opponents since you're not going to score a lot five-on-five and you're not taking as many chances on the rush has got to be the power play. You know, th this is how this system works. Five on five, defend, keep it to the outside, limit the chances. The Blues, for bigger stretches of the season, they've done that five on five. But then the power play comes on. Okay, this is the moment where you can crack them. This is where you get ahead in the game. This is maybe when you make a two-goal deficit, a one-shot a one deficit, and you get on the board. And it just has not been there. We added Yaku Verana. We didn't see his one-timer enough. Uh, Kevin Hayes, they've been moving him around. Uh, this head coach has got to continue to toy with the, the different units and the different chemistry to try to find something. Uh, but this is a group that has leaned so heavily on the power play for with Tarasenko. You look at O'Reilly. Look at what Ivan Barbashev has done on the power play. So many bodies that have up and gone and moved out. Uh, and they're looking for someone to step up and take that role on. Uh, but once they can get this power play going, to me, I think the five-on-five -five play, it's encouraging because the where – how you're keeping yourself in a position in these games, once you get that power play going, I'm telling you, you're going to start winning some hockey games. PK's been great. Uh, five on five scoring for the most part has been pretty decent. Get a power play going, get a couple, put your opponent back behind their heels, behind the eight ball a little bit, and you're going to start winning some hockey games. Well, for the St. Louis Blues, that's now, when you look at a three goal game situation, they are now one and three in those situations. Last two games, Joe, giving up a lot of goals. That's a tide you've got to stem before it really starts to get away from you and then it starts to become a little bit of your DNA, which we saw at the beginning of last year. Well, exactly right. And, you know, this is a good Colorado team that, that took advantage in that third period. But like we mentioned earlier in the broadcast, it's not going to get any easier with New Jersey Devils coming to town here on Friday. So the talent 
and the high offense is, is going to be there and it's going to be very, very present. So I just, again, I, I, I look at Craig Berube and Steve Otten with Mike Weber. You, you have to keep making adjustments. Do, do we see a Robert Bortuzzo draw in? A Scott Prudemich, does he get an opportunity? I think we're starting to see some veterans fall off here a little bit. And I think Craig Berube, to, hit, to his point of what he mentioned to us earlier in the season, he's going to do it his way this year. and He's not going to kind of lean on other, other opinions as much as he has in the past. So I think this is head coach curves. It's going to continue to shake things up in the lineup, and it would not shock me to see two or three new players into this lineup uh, come Friday in St. Louis. All right. Well, the St. Louis Blues fall to the Colorado Avalanche by a score of 4-1. to one. What do you have for the Bud Light three stars of the game in your work boots? I got Colton Pareko is the work boots. And, again, 21 minutes here tonight. Uh, logged the most ice time just outside of Justin Falk, who had the 25. Uh, but a lot of block shots and hard defending there. A big, big task to take on the McKinnon line for Pareko. So we got the work boots. Number three, we'll go with Robert Thomas, the goal for the Blues. Thought he looked solid. Number two is McKinnon with two assists. And then number one, Miko Rantanen, who continues to just pour it on the St. Louis Blues team. He has been terrific over the last few seasons. And still, we have not found an answer for him yet. Let's get you to my three takeaways to end today's edition of Curbside Reaction. First off, no lead change. This is something that's been unique so far. Eight games played for the season. There hasn't been one game where there's been a lead change throughout regulation or overtime. Really a phenomenal, goofy stat when you look at it. Takeaway number two, well, you look at a team like Colorado and it shows you where the Blues have to get back to. The Colorado D are so good and are so active that anytime there's a turnover in the defensive zone, somebody is springing into the offensive zone and they relieve pressure very quickly. You may not find a better example in today's game of how the puck moves from the D to the forwards and quickly out of the zone like you see from Colorado. And finally, the number one takeaway from the game for the Blues, it's simply missed opportunities. Colton Pareko hit the post. He had a two-on-one with Brandon Saad and with Jordan Cairo. No shot on net. First minute of the second period, a great opportunity for Kapanen and Robert Thomas, and a shot misses the net. The power play had a chance to tie the game late in the second, early in the third. It didn't happen. Little clean plays when the Blues have pressure in the offensive zone are going just out of the reach of sticks. They're bouncing off of sticks. Shots are getting fanned on. You clean some of that up, and the offensive zone pressure changes dramatically for the St. Louis Blues. Well, those are my three takeaways. The Blues have one day off. That's today. They're back at it tomorrow night at Enterprise Center, beginning a set of back-to-backs. You've got the New Jersey Devils on Friday. You've got the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday night. Thanks for tuning in to Curbside Reaction. It's your next day post-game podcast, giving you a reaction from everything St. Louis Blues from the game the night before. Blues fall to the Avalanche last night 4-1. to Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you at the rink.